It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss their experience with extreme horror films, 2023 summer films, and time travel plots. For this interest in this, uh, these ultraviolent OVAs, because I feel like you didn't have necessarily a pull to ultraviolent, just uh, live action horror. Yeah, well, when did this start for you? Is this uh, was this within the past like four or five years, or some that was was there earlier? Good question. I think I think you're right. I think it's similar to I was listening to our uh, our thing episode, like the John Carpenter's The Thing episode recently, uh, and I really. It was like I said, I was fascinated with like the kind of horror elements, the uh, unnatural, you know, alien or aliens, um, the thing, and then like Leviathan. Not that I would count that as horror, but just you know, this very weird like body horror imagery and stuff like that. And uh, when you introduced me to uh, Nausicaa and kind of and well, not just like Nausicaa, but like all like most of Miyazaki, Go- uh, Ghost in the Shell, and Akira, especially Akira, I soon you know you basically just like show this all to me and I went in my own direction. I was just like, all right, take me somewhere. And so I just kept searching like, you know, uh, all these, you know, eighties animes. And I was you know very fascinated by, you know, how they looked, you know, all the hand-drawn aspects of it, the colors as well, and how beautiful they look. Mm. And that's where I, you know, eventually found anime abandoned. Uh, although I technically had learned of him years earlier, I believe. But now I actually started watching the stuff he was reviewing because I never thought like, oh, all this stuff is like available online because, you know, nobody's going to want to like market this to people. Right. I'm like, oh, OK, I guess I can. So I watched like, you know, like I said, uh, Wicked City and I was like, I was kind of, you know, disturbed by it in a way. Now it's just like still, you know, disturbed by it in a, in a certain way, but. I kind of I kind of like the body horror. It's 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 very weird. It's it's unnatural. It's unsettling. It's 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 alluring in a way. Yeah, no, that stuff's excellent in that movie. It's just all the yeah the other stuff that just yeah puts me yes, off. icky. Uh, don't <laughs> worry, it's not sexual to me. I don't get off to that kind of stuff. I certainly, yeah, there's no. <laughs> probably a person who does get off to that, but no, it's just it's yeah. just something that maybe I wasn't um, you know in- introduced to uh, by. You know, as as a kid, I didn't go out and search this. I didn't even know it existed, so I don't know if it's ignorance or just you didn't know. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you go up to the street and still show show some random person Wicked City. They're like, "What the flip is this? Like, what the hell are you showing me here? Like, what utter nonsense is this? Some strange animation." <sighs> like, you're you're <laughs> not wrong there. Um, so yeah, it, it largely is you. It's kind of everybody's. Uh, I think it's 
it's a similar story to everybody that everybody has where it's just like oh yeah my friend got me an anime i mean are we are you asking me as well my origins of anime i think you no, you're not that's uh just how did you get into all these like um yeah. into all this stuff the ultra violence side yeah i, I mean it's also maybe my hope of like there, there, there's that false hope that Eric talks about of like oh you hope you want you want to watch something and hope that uh, things turn out differently in the end like there's an alternate ending to it but no it's you just you, you want to go in it's a weird I don't know fascination is the word but it's it's a weird thing right where you're you're trying to you're watching the film and you're attracted to it because you want to watch the despair and the cynicism maybe, or like, or, mm. you know, especially if it involves uh, a lot of, you know, horror imagery and uh, ultra violent stuff against mostly women as well. You're just like, I really yeah. feel bad. Like, and is, is that also maybe somehow misogynistic to see, even though I don't want to see women in, uh, in, in these like, you know, life threatening situations, is it somehow also like psychological of like, you, even though I don't want to see it, I'm also still watching it anyways. Like it's weird, right? Like, cause, cause usually I'd be, my morals are like, I can't watch this because I don't agree with the, um, the intent and uh, you know, what, what, what they're showing on screen. And I still do. So it's, mm-hmm. d- am I going somewhere with this or am I just rambling? Yeah. And I, I guess this relates to my, uh, when I, I think we've talked about when I started getting into movie collecting, I, it was around like 2008 and I'd, I'd, uh, I guess in a way grown up watching, even though it had only been like two years, but those were impactful two years. I was like 12 watching the cool dude YouTube channel. And he was a giant horror fan and he had so many like fascinating releases and movies I'd never heard of. And even back then, I, even though I was 12, I was doing the same thing I do now, which is compiling massive lists of just things to check out and I actually have them all because it was in notebooks and so I have those lists now and yeah I was always attracted to the the horror movies that I'd never heard of that he would be like oh yeah this one I wouldn't recommend to most of you this is some disturbing stuff like it's it's kind of cool but it's you know it's it's not for everyone that's the stuff that I would highlight and be like I need to check that out and once I started getting into them probably around like 2010 it was just like a strange attract- attraction repulsion. And it was like uh, testing the boundaries. How far can I go? And how far can these movies go? Is there going to be one that's so disturbing that it'll put me off of this stuff for good? And unfortunately, eventually I found those movies and it did put me off. And I left that side of horror for many years. And I've never really come back to it fully. But yeah, there was something about just testing those boundaries of finding the, the most disturbing stuff you can. That was just really compelling for that that window. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that triggering point, or at least that um, that bar. There, there is that bar uh, where you're like, "Do not cross." Like, I, I, I can't go any further. And I guess I'll say for my bars, it was a couple of them in a row, ending with the, I believe it's French Canadian uh, film Martyrs. But the first one that really started to to just set it off big time was these. Uh, these vomit gore films, they they're all put out by the same guy, and it was clear like his like his sick fetish of just women being horribly brutalized, vomiting all over the place, lots of grotesque sexual assault. And they're called the I think the first one was called Vomit Murder Dolls, 
Jeez. And yeah, those were some really just ugh, repulsive stuff. And then uh, I followed that up, unfortunately, by watching uh, Sallow, 120 Days of Sodom, which is a much more artful Italian, just a uh, torture gore picture. I wouldn't recommend it, but if you're going to check out any of these types of movies, that one at least has some interesting commentary. And then, yeah, then Cannibal Holocaust and a Serbian film. A Serbian film is, yeah, a really, really nasty one. I would not recommend that to anyone at all. And then, yeah, Martyrs, which is another one that's really artful that I would recommend, but it is some real just lingering on torture and just brutality, and it's it's extremely unpleasant. And yeah, it was. I watched all those movies in a row, and it was like, okay, this this interest that I had in checking this stuff out, I feel like it's it's dead. You, it just killed me. Those movies all in a row, not on the same day, mind you, but it was just like it was just making my way through my list, and those that grouping just happened to be all paired up. And oof. I would not recommend people eat or drink during uh, the viewings of those uh, films that he mentions. And I do wonder because I've got a a horrible issue with vomiting on screen or in real life whenever i'm in a theater and people are vomiting on the movie screen i have to cover my eyes which made uh, triangle of sadness very difficult to watch in the theater i actually got up and left the theater i was like oh i have to use the washroom it was just i could not sit through that long experience of many people vomiting but i do wonder if that disgusting little trilogy that that sick dude i, I swear that was his his fetish it just it felt like a fetish film and yeah, I wonder if that gave me an issue permanently with, with vomit <laughs> after seeing that. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's like for, for me, uh, you know, the, the big touted film that, you know, gross out film or whatever you want to call it, that was, you know, making the rounds that I was, you know, I still have yet to see was like the human centipede. I remember that was, but that was also maybe for like the, the meme or the joke of just like, yeah. oh, you know, they like he attaches people by like anus to mouth or whatever and like to make this human centipede and i have never actually seen it but i was only aware of it for the joke and it did like i'm actually okay with not seeing it because i kind of want to like linger in my imagination the (laughs) the, like my imagination like the version i have in my head is probably more yes well i don't want (laughs) to say better than what's on screen but there's a lot more it'll be more disturbing than what the movie actually is. Yes, that's 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 a thing of like you don't have to always watch movies. You can just get the premise of it and then let your imagination run wild, and that's the whole like nothing is scarier because leave it to your imagination, and you're like, all right, I'm I'm good. Yeah, and that first one strangely almost plays like a like a really really dark comedy, so it's it's not too bad. The second one is another one of those ones that's just kind of repulsive, and it's like oh man, just grotesque. This was made to gross people out. This was made to maybe hurt some people as well, like make them feel violated. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was another thing is I started to wonder, what, what's the intent behind these movies? I started wondering and in, in fearing the filmmakers behind them, like especially when, once I started getting more into uh, like exploitation and learning about the backgrounds of those and a lot of really fucked up directors in that regard and i started to wonder you know these really sick disturbing movies like how much of that is like, like i said about the guy who i thought had that fetish i was like is this is he getting off to this and that that just just really really grossed me out 
So I don't want to take a lambasting look approach and, you know, just say, like, these should be banned, these should be, you know... No, no. Okay. Because um, I've always also been fascinated by exploitation films, but I never want to uh, watch them because the descriptions you give me of some of them are just like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to because it's just like, I can't. Like, I, I don't think I could sit in a room watching whether or not the actor gave consent, a woman be tortured on screen. I'm like, I... Mm can't agree with that i wonder if it's not only testing the boundaries that's that's another word i wonder if it's confronting and overcoming one's innate fear mm. i wonder if that may also be an idea i may, maybe i'm like giving these people too much credit and it's also they're just wanting to uh, you know play out their fetishes but i mean what if that is the case as well where uh, all these people are trying to as cynical as it is, they're trying to display like the horrors of what human, like, again, like displaying the horrors of what humans can do to people fictitiously. And if anything in real life mirrors that at all. Yeah. And some of them, like I mentioned with the solo, that one feeling like it has more of a social commentary that one, it was, uh, I believe is the end of the second world war. Although I, I can't remember the full details. I saw it about probably like 12 years ago, but it was, uh, these rich, people from the government all kind of just being like okay things are about to fall apart for us big time let's bring in a bunch of very very poor teenagers and let's just have a weekend of just grotesque debauchery doing whatever oh, we no. want to to them oh golly and so it was a commentary about how much the fascists just destroyed italy and what they had done to the morale and the and the physical violence done to them but they're like making the kids eat shit and horrible uh, killings and yeah it's it's i'll just ask how many of them are banging them yeah a lot of that uh, yeah, a lot of that and it's just me. really sick again <laughs> is is it is it trying to tell audience members general audience members even though general audience members would never see this but is it trying to exist just to say that this like these acts that are performed in this fictitious work maybe they're fictitious or not um they do happen in real life and you have to understand like that's the problem with us mm. i don't know i i'm i just i came across that idea just now maybe this is a common thread in you know college pay or university papers uh, and essays maybe like again there's a reason for all this stuff right and there's at least one film that i can think of that definitely suits what you're you're saying there I may have mentioned it before. Uh, one of my favorite filmmakers, Gaspar Noé. You've yeah, you've mentioned it before. One of his early breakout films was called Irreversible, and it was a revenge film shot in reverse. We start the last frame, the vengeance. Ooh. And then we, at the beginning of the movie, we see the the well, at least it's more like the maybe twenty minutes before the beginning. We see the horrible act of violence that that began the revenge, and it's a seven minute long incredibly uncomfortable rape scene and the director said the he did it that way to show you know what the like we start off with a brutal killing the revenge and it's like oh my god like this main character like this guy's a he's an animal this this brutal murder but then you see what was the impetus of it and it's like was it the brutality that he came to was it justified even though we just experienced this horrible this horrible rape scene can we can we forgive the character for the horrible violence that he came to to the end and just forcing you to confront you know the you know rape is kind of one of those things that for people who haven't experienced it 
it's just kind of a vague thing you know you don't you can't really be fully confronted with it and even the movie of course can't fully confront you with it either but they tried their hardest to make you be right there with it and it's as much as i love that filmmaker i i probably won't watch that film again unless we cover it because it's just too difficult to sit through but i i think it was an interesting kind of a question for a revenge movie uh making you start with the horrible act of violence and do you eventually come to sympathize with the character for what they did that definitely sounds very tasteful i know that's uh, pardon me i know i've, I've not witnessed and experienced yeah. what you you've seen through your eyes again i'm going into this not knowing what it is but saying that that really sounds interesting experimental and i like that premise alone but obviously yeah the acts of violate of sexual violations uh yeah probably are very grim and it definitely sticks to the idea of uh everybody immediately assuming that the killer is evil uh immediately going with the emotions and not being unbiased or like judging the situation slowly uh and then seeing why it happened not again not to Again, it's ugly. It's 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 like a very complicated issue of like, mm-hmm. and that's what our humans have come up with with this idea called morality. Yeah, it's all fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a mis- mixed bag. People, a really, really mixed bag, leaning bad, <laughs> is what I would say. Yeah, we're yeah we're sometimes I just wonder like you know how how we all came to this like we're. <laughs> Why are we here and where did this all come from it's so just that like like a person like as a kid and then as a teenager and as an adult you are put here and there's all this information all this history that you don't know about sorry like that's that's just so weird man like thinking about it now it's just like there's all this history that we don't know and all these memories that people have that are gone now because they've passed away like wow makes you wonder eh because yeah, I always said the the end of humanity, the thing that changed the world forever, at least for as long as humans continue exi- to exist, was the discovery of fire. I think that in some way broke whatever we, we were before. But we'll never know because there was no written history of what we were before. So I always wonder, you know, may, may, had we not discovered fire, would we be completely different now? What were we then? And yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I don't... I don't know if I ever I've mentioned this on the uh, on the channel yet or on the on our uh, yeah, on our in this channel or on record, but I remember uh, you know one of my former coworkers. He was always into watching YouTube videos of like random stuff and you know either Rogan's podcast or something else, and you know having all these personalities or these experts come in and talk about stuff and uh, you know these these different structures from human history that we can never reproduce, you know, like similar mm. to say, you know, the pyramids uh, mm-hmm. and some of the uh, temples uh, in the Amazon rainforest and those areas, uh, such as those things. And it got me thinking, like in that moment, I came up with the idea of like, or maybe he also came up with like, you know, it's interesting how those civilizations and cultures went down this path. And, um, you know, we didn't, uh, we, we can't recreate that. I'm just like, well, what if it's, we went down this path, the industrial path, and mm. we can't, we just can't go back. Like it's, it's like a choose your own adventure or an RPG where you choose a class and you, you're, you're, you're locked out of going to the other class uh, or classes, excuse me. So it's like, we've chosen the industrial route and now we obviously have the ability to split the atom and go into space. So, yeah. but we've lost the ability to do all that other stuff. 
So if human history had gone a different path, you know, it would have ended up, we would have similarly been in a similar position to what the Egyptians were doing potentially, or the Greeks were doing, and maybe also what the uh, civilizations in the Amazon were doing as well. Uh, with all these like stone technology almost um mm -hmm. it wouldn't obviously be recording potentially but at the same time like we wouldn't be having podcasts but at the same time we would have gotten so much other stuff we would have probably never had i would be so fascinated if we could somehow end up in the stars through stone technology probably <laughs> not but hey it would be it, that's that's what fiction's for is pro somebody's there probably come go. up with that you know idea right there just like could you get to the moon with just like stones? Yeah, no, that that is interesting. Hmm. And I do wonder if we'll uh, if a reset will ever happen with humanity, and we'll go down a different path. Um, I mean, maybe I I, I I think that might happen one day, where um, yeah. somehow technology will, or the industrial age will end, similar to in um, was it similar to in Nausicaa, where like the industrial age, yeah, just like that, the industrial age is over. And you know now begins a new uh, new era. Yeah, we'll awaken these these ancient god beast guys. Well, no, remember that was well. That's a different thing. But like, remember the god warriors, as they are called in the uh, comic and in the Japanese version, uh, they were created by man. They are like oh yes, they are yes. one of next to the nuclear uh, next to nukes. They are one of the downfalls of humanity uh, itself. It was the the how how do I put this? It was the apex. Uh, the zenith of human technology creating those god warriors and it was the seven days of fire that resulted from them where they basically destroyed the world yeah i gotta go back i think the last time i watched it was the last time we saw in the theater together i'm also just thinking of uh what is it like remembering the comic as well <laughs> since it goes into that more also but yeah i mean that's the idea of like will we create something you know, beyond just a nuke and that will also be our downfall yeah i would not be surprised not be surprised at all i think maybe a, a like the the okay we haven't really talked about it yet but like the ideas of ai um and the people creating you using them for the intentions of misinformation i think that also lead, could lead to nukes but i don't know if that would again does that mean ai is the problem doesn't it go back to the person itself? But does it also go back to the? I think it's a number of things, right? Because it's a, it's the environment that we have no, um, like there's no control over the AI, again similar to gun control potentially. Uh, but it's also the person's like intent as well. But like what made people uh, decide to have these intentions? It's not an easy topic, isn't it? Yeah, I think part of the big problem is people playing with technology and that they just don't understand and that's a huge part of the ai boom and intentionally so they're like we're just going to lay these ground rules we don't know where it could possibly go we're, but we're open sourcing it so we can try to let other people help us guide it and help us develop new things which is an, a cool thing for technology being so kind of open source in that way but yeah there, there's so many different directions that these things could go in it doesn't really seem like there's much uh a potential accountability so yeah it's similar to having um batman or superman or any you know marvel or dc character be uh free domain or it's just like anybody can do whatever they want with this character just like you know dracula or frankenstein's monster uh, or sherlock holmes etc yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting where it's just like what do you want to do with your ai <laughs>
Yeah, and perhaps I don't actually I actually don't know if this is an AI movie, but one of them says uh, AI City in my anime list here. AI City. But there's no dot. It just says like I City. That could be a name. I think at least that's the way I wrote it. Let me quickly look it up. Not uh not AI Girl. AI Girl not. Is it AI Video Girl? No, I don't remember. It was just, it was something. I think it's related to no Video Girl AI. That's what it was. Video Girl AI. Oh, oh yeah. This this looks like it's I City. AI is uh yeah name. Okay. Oh, still looks pretty damn cool though. Huh. Is it from the eighties or nineties? Yeah, eighty six. Eighty six. Hmm. There you go. Oh, but I guess I'll mention uh, I did go see the new Indiana Jones movie. Have you seen Spider Verse yet? Or no, still haven't seen. Across it. the Spider Verse. There we go. Okay. Um, unfortunately not. I don't know if I want to go too much into it, but I was just curious if you'd seen it yet. Yeah, because I I haven't seen it yet. It's not like I'm not going to. It's just like sure. I don't know if I will give you the whole rundown. But what if you have no, you watched yeah. any other movies or? I saw Asteroid City. I also want to see that, so um, maybe I'll hold off on that. Yeah, as well. I can hold off for that too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm. But I just figured I'd mention. I was curious if you'd seen either one of them yet. So. Oh, I forgot to. I should have made a. I forgot to make a joke in. Um, uh, in Dragon's Heaven, where it's just like, hey, it's a person in a suit of armor where I'm okay with, unlike um, Transformers Rise of the Beast, that was terribly, like, worded. <laughs> yeah, it was certainly better than that. Both looked uh, in, in their way silly, but one of them was more fun, the other one was just, like, kind of embarrassing. Um, nothing on the actor, it's just, like, the direction no. of, like, putting, making a mini jazz, or... Not jazz, sorry, Mini Mirage was one I didn't agree with, but they did it anyways. And somehow he was more competitive than uh, most of the people who were just regular Transformers. So <laughs> that, that somehow makes sense. Uh, he was human size, that's why. <laughs> yeah, he was too surprised, like, oh, he's so small, so he didn't know what to do with him. Alright, here's my, here's my, here's a little uh, question. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's, uh, if it'll go anywhere, but... Uh, one thing I, I think I forgot to mention in The Flash is did The Flash 2023 uh, leave the status quo intact? Or did he did was the status quo um, the same by the end of the movie? Yeah, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say the status quo has changed. Yeah. And I think they I think they kinda hinted that he at this point, maybe he couldn't find his way back. Because he thought he'd fixed it, but even the most minor change. So, maybe just the fact that he had changed anything at all. Maybe there, his way back was gone. I don't know. So, a lot of people subscribe to the idea of... Or there are, there's, there are groups of people who believe that status quo should always be changed. Like, or the status quo should always be broken. And never, you know, remain. There we go. Um... Is this movie, is The Flash secretly uh, against the idea of change and just straightforward status quo? Or did it, did it leave a, did it give a different approach to the status quo? Uh, 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 what do you mean by that? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Okay, so the status, I guess, like, what is the status quo? Uh, I guess in the way uh, Barry Allen could have gone back in time and stopped Hitler from ever becoming, um could stopped the nazi party from forming uh he could have 
I don't know, stopped a bunch of other disasters from occurring as well and fi fixing things in the past and maybe also going back in time and changing any of his rogues, gal rogues gallery if he had any in this in this franchise uh stopping them from ever committing lives of crime going down that path you know subtle changes to the time like that's the idea of changing the status quo from what it is in his present hmm. is the flash 2023 20, making an argument for that the status quo is a good thing or not a good thing huh well i think in terms of the in intent of the movie it was always meant to create a new status quo okay but in terms of the in the actual story itself i don't know I, I don't really know if yeah i don't know if i have an answer for that that's fair um we see like i guess another example in marvel we always see that you know this is me echoing a certain video out there but like as, as they're saying and i'm torn between what that video's intents are but at least uh the the intention of that video was you know marvel uh, MCU characters are very much defenders of the status quo where they're not really making any changes to the entire world itself. They're not using their powers to help social programs or whatever it is and to abolish, you know, whatever powers and control. They're only there to be reactionary and, and instead of being proactive. I think you know what group I'm referring to, by the way. Uh, uh the uh uh the justice society of america from uh black adam <laughs> <laughs> i like the justice society of america what are you talking about from black adam when they were like oh we don't want to help this poor uh but no i i think i go to mean yeah <laughs> yeah i think you know what i mean <laughs> but uh, where was this going in regards to the flash i th i think well just the idea of does does is the flash pro status quo or is it anti-status quo and I probably should be a little bit more detailed than that. <laughs> yeah, because again, I even before the uh, the version that we got now, when they were first discussing it back after uh, Justice League came out, they always intended it to be like a big focal point of things changing and getting kind of a new direction. And now that they were kind of using it as an introduction for a whole new continuity, yeah, definitely in terms of the use of the movie, they wanted to a status quo breaker but yeah within the story itself because barry i guess he was against the, the status quo of his mom being dead so yes there is that in that regard <laughs> and it's what the writers were you know talking about in that case because i mean shouldn't we be also talking about the writers of this of like hey yeah should, if status quo change should be like you guys got to be thinking about this instead of like his mom dying yeah like why is he, why isn't he going back in time so that we like in in America have like universal health care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes back and runs for the presidency and or he yeah. puts people in office and makes sure they win like he, <laughs> he literally like runs and gets everybody's ballots uh <laughs> that they all voted for it. so it's like a landslide for whoever wins and who's going to be like, you know, for universal health care instead. Oh, wow, now you're going in a dark direction. Yeah, that he's just going through time, completely reshaping the country. There's a, there's the, a, there's a time travel plot. Yeah, I was going to say, where's the Flash arc of that where he goes really dark and he's just shadow running the world? For... Yeah, what Yeah, what reverse Flash could do. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, I... I or even Barry just being like, you know, I, I'm so tired of these ills of the world. There's so many ways we could easily fix it. And it just goes and 
tries to do it and it all goes wrong and blows up in his face. Yeah, and he's like, alright, no kill rule, so instead I'll, like, you know, do loophole abuse where it's just like, instead of, you know, um, changing people's opinions of um, politicians, I'll just take all the ballots away. <laughs> and which also, I guess, is a comment on, you know, the, the election system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they could do that. Yeah. No, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I feel like that could be an interesting story. It, even if it's like an Elseworlds, like, out of continuity story. Like, uh... I can see in the style of like a Colin Bunn, like the Deadpool uh, destroys the Marvel Universe, where he just realizes like, oh, all these ills, I could solve them if I just step outside of what I would normally be ex accepted to do. Because in a way, that power from the Flash is kind of like a god power. Yep. If you use it right. So. Thankfully, it's with this goofy kid. Exactly. That's <laughs> usually, that's the whole thing. Well, again, yeah, he's, he's so Spider-Man, isn't he? Yeah, no, I can see it. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm excited to get to our Flash series, because I've really not read much Flash at all. Yeah, no, same with me. I, I admit I haven't, like, read a lot of Flash either, so I think it depends. I, I I wonder if we should sample certain arcs, and I do mean, like, comic arcs, uh, from mm -hmm. different eras. So, like, you know, one from 60s, 70s, uh, the 80s, and 90s, just to get a different flavor from each series, because he doesn't have uh, the like superman for all seasons he doesn't have something like that or at least maybe i don't know that <laughs> yeah i really don't know i don't know if he has like big famous you know, little arcs or individual graphic novels or runs i don't know anything about his, his comic history that was terrible that, that was terrible oh what was you said runs oh come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotta explain myself here what the heck <laughs> yeah i should have gotten that Hey, don't worry, like, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I, like, there's so many things that go over my head. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and upon listening to it later on, I'm just like, ah, oh, I should have gotten that. Oh, I get that all the time. Absolutely. And I just feel like I wish I can go back and just put something else in there, but that doesn't feel fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's not fair for me either to, like, come back after the fact and be like, okay, hang on, I still have something left. Uh, there's still, like, stuff left on the table. Yeah. I, I was just looking at my notes here, and... Uh, for the avatar, I had two uh, two lines I was gonna say, uh, or two quips for the uh, avatar and the painted lady episode. Uh, one was when Katara shows up as the painted lady. I was gonna go, excuse me, are you the tooth fairy, or are you an angel? <laughs> oh no, Anakin. So yeah, that one's Anakin. The other one, the tooth fairy, that's from Transformers 07. When I think oh, it's Optimus Prime who. Um, gets out of the pool and that little girl's there and she goes like are you a tooth fairy <laughs> oh i don't remember that mm. yeah you don't remember that one and the second one was gonna be oh only this guy would get it and i don't even know if he still gets it if i say it i gotta if i slur it i'll it'll make sense but i'll just say it for now like hey or so um i guess like there's as an aside we'll just be like i would focus on these like two characters over here uh, or no, the the, um, the the boomerangs go past this one character, and uh, he goes, "Hey, you know when they're gonna turn the water back on?" Oh man, this this yeah, what is this? This sounds familiar, but that's so. This is this is a really obscure reference, but Caleb and I uh, years ago played Borderlands One on the 360, oh, which yes, was okay, <laughs> so, like an experience and a um, I think a uh, a bonding experience. friendship building. Yeah, bond. Yeah, it was a bonding for both of us and. Uh, I forget which town it was, 
but there like it was one of the main hub towns and he uh whenever we went in there there was this npc who with like this southern accent would just go like hey you know when they gonna turn the water back on and i don't know what either it was the delivery he didn't have like a face like he had like a bandana around his face so you didn't see there was no like lip sync but for some reason it just was the most hilarious thing to me and i missed the opportunity to say that in the painted lady and i'm kicking myself for not saying well i i wrote it down but i forgot to like look at my notes that episode so i'm kicking myself now for that reason yeah i gotta save it they they still go from town to town might be a a use for it but it worked in this episode because it was all sludge filled that's fair but yeah i probably may might be able to save it for another episode but yeah hopefully that that one was for you man that was like (laughs) immediately for, for for you just hoping that you would like have gotten that reference and much to your annoyance oh yeah we were i was like slap happy through a lot of that game just getting through it. oh you were pucking like you were yeah you were like i don't know if you were drunk or not because i don't remember if that was no the, i don't think so was that the time you were still I, driving me home I yeah can't believe you made you were doing that that was so courteous of you <laughs> hey what, what am i gonna drive you to a bus stop <laughs> i don't know if i've talked about this yet but i think i we meant well, okay i've mentioned it or i, I okay so I, I came up with this thought like a while ago and so, okay, here it goes. Um, so this is based off the uh, Godwin's law, which I mentioned a while ago um, between Sean and Eric about as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Hitler approaches one. And the whole <laughs> thing of like, as soon as that happens where you, where you compare some, you're not, you're not using the Nazis in like a either as like an example not to compare the person well i said comparison but if you're using it as an example uh for something else that's fine but if you're calling somebody else like a nazi that's when the argument's over and we're done um like the like the person no longer has a valid opinion or, ar- or argument in the matter i thought of this one of as an ongoing long-running fictitious series continues the probability of reaching time travel or multiverse stories inevitably happens. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's quite prevalent. Quite prevalent. This is not this, okay. This is sort of DC already does this. I think they've done this like originally. So I'm gonna exit them out. Like that's like um, they're excused from this argument. Even though I guess you could still put the blame on them, but even still what recent media or what medias can you think that uh, comic book uh like i said any fictitious media otherwise that have uh run the well dry and they're like time travel multiverse go uh i don't know rick and morty does not count because that's that was inherent from the start well of course the first one i think of is lost yes because uh the fifth season entirely was was prequel or not prequel, but in the past. It, the mystery that we've been learning about this whole season, it turns out our characters were there in the past doing it. So that was uh, something. Going off on Lost, some of the, um, I guess, production guys, or some of the guys in the production of that, went on to create the series Once Upon a Time, uh, if you've ever heard of that one. And yep. that also reached multiverse and time travel status. Um also in that series several times oh interesting Again, it was almost like a comic on screen so a comic on screen but it was also kind of similar to like a comic book as well so uh that eventually got there 
Uh, even though, okay, to, to be fair, there was, it was always a two worlds thing, but they went multiverse when it came to like different versions of each character. Even though that in itself is probably not a bad thing, not a bad thing, but that's not an inherently terrible thing because there's always different versions of you know <laughs> different characters. So, like they always, there's always like different versions of Snow White. Even though there's the original one, there's also like the Disney version, and there's like something else. Yeah, and uh, another one, Supernatural. Oh. They eventually went to the time travel. Like, how many seasons are we talking about here? Uh, I think it was season six when they did it the first time. Somehow they got snapped back to their to be with their parents when they were learning about that stuff, and yeah, that's yeah, not the most successful. And it, they were there for a while too, if, if my memory is correct. Again, I'm thinking like, well, I stated outright of like we're thinking long running series here now this could also be entries for instance like i can think of mortal Kombat, for instance in mortal Kombat 11 they did time travel mm. and the new one coming out mortal Kombat one is the result of the you know the, the the story in that uh in that 11 where it's now like uh they basically rebooted <laughs> okay because mm. because of time travel so they kind of pulled a, a crisis on infinite earths or a flashpoint <laughs> Oh, okay, and it, it is a useful tactic in that way. So it is. I I don't want to. Okay, the intent almost when I came up with that statement does kind of sound negative and cynical. Yeah, I will I will fully admit because it's just like I literally just said like well running out of the the wells run dry like we've run out of ideas and time travel. Yeah, and uh, multiverse. Let's like just bring in our other character. I guess Sonic the hedgehog kind of did that with generations like multiverse stuff i guess either multiverse but they we have we have sonic from the genesis like like 90s sonic see like with with um uh yeah i guess it is m with uh multiverse with like modern day sonic oh interesting yeah i never played that game but and then oh, i guess you never did i think johnny will uh come with me on this one would, would know what i'm mm. talking about but like and the same thing with the next game not the next game but one of the next games is sonic forces which has a similar thing where all of a sudden, like, like Sonic's gone. Like that's one of the things in that game is where like Sonic either died or he's just missing. And then tails is cornered by like Eggman's robots. And then all of a sudden, like classic, like doesn't talk. Sonic shows up. It's like, what the flip? Where'd this come from? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other time travel examples. Hmm. Well, James Bond's never done it. Not yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess Harry Potter went there in the third uh, entry. That was okay. That was I don't know if it, I can't I don't know if I say cleverly done, but at least from the movie, they at least tried to keep it plausible and you know grounded. Yep. Yeah, and it's a world with magic, so you know it it fits well enough. It's just that nobody's done that yet because there's obvious like I think that book made a point of like you can't time travel or else. Yeah. You can view into and, the past, but you can't, like, actually travel back in time. And even though it was a joke, it doesn't really count. Star Wars did go there with um, the Lego Star Wars uh, Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that, that is true. I, I can't deny that. Um, that is, those those two things, by the way, are the... I made a list years ago of this. I, I, I probably find it, but I made a list of, like, five things that Star Wars can never do. Like the, the, that you should like never touch on in Star Wars and both of the like two of those things were time travel and multiverse hmm. it's like no like let's 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 stay away from that stuff 
Yeah, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but do you know the... Uh, you've seen the trailer for the new Indiana, Indiana Jones, right? Dial of Destiny, where he goes back in time. Yeah, well, I won't spoil what, what happens there, but that one... Yeah, it is wrapping itself up in a time travel kind of artifact, so... That's that's fair. I'm not, I'm not going to... Don't, don't worry, like, that kind of... Because he's... It's the 60s, right? Like, it starts in the 60s, and then, like... He goes back, I think, to like the four, like forty-five when they like win the war. Well, I'm not going to give away any of the the details, but but just to say that's another franchise that falls okay. into this. Yeah. Okay. Whether they use it or not, I won't say. But yeah, it's. I don't know if they had used it prior at all. In Indiana Jones. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, we got we no. really like. I've I've not read the comics nor the other books, so I don't. Think oh, I see. Mm. They went into that stuff. <laughs> I doubt the uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles uh, went yeah. into that. Yeah, probably not. Have the, has that gotten on Disney Plus yet? I, like, I thought I read somewhere that they're going to put it on there. Um, at this point, I don't think they would because they're apparently starved for uh, saving money on server space, but. <sighs> Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> well, they removed Willow and a whole bunch of other random stuff. So, well, that's a shame. But also to be expected, given the like catalog that Disney has. Yeah. Oh, weird. I. Hmm. Yeah, no. I guess they don't have it on on here. That's too bad. You know, my sibling was kind of annoyed at me for saying that it was on there when I thought I saw an article saying like it's finally on here. I'm surprised those episodes aren't aren't on YouTube. Maybe I'll quickly look. Like, probably you have to pay for them, but not for free. Oh, uh, no. There looks like they're... Maybe not all of them are here, but, yeah, they are on, on here for free. Really? Because, yeah, this this playlist says, uh, oh, wow, they put it in chronological order. That's funny. Isn't that incorrect, according to your... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know about that, right? That yeah. Lucas pulled that out again. Well... What a strange guy. I... Okay, I sort of know what... Okay, I, I think I'm more forgiving with Indiana Jones than, like, Star Wars or with CG Wars because I could sort of see what Lucas is doing. Like, maybe it is, like, a serial thing, right, where we just catch up to, like, you know, the the hero in each adventure. So it's, like, in each point in time. So it's, like, I guess this could work, but maybe you're right in that, like, I don't know if the original Flash Gordon serials, you know, had him, you know, take place, you know, several years earlier and then it's like here we are now it's like huh <laughs> well my my theory always was because he did it with the original trilogy of them and so he just wanted to recreate that with the show considering he put a prequel right in the middle with temple of doom oh right okay yes so i thought maybe he felt like he had to keep that consistent but i guess i once he's once i found that he did it with clone wars too I was like, wow, no, I guess this is just his style for TV. <laughs> hey, at least uh, Floney didn't take that from uh, CG Wars and put it into Mandalorian. Oh my god, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> so, that's, that's at least one of the good things that Dave Floney did not do, which is a good thing. Yeah, that would have been jarring, because every now and again we'll, we'll see flashbacks to the kid Mandalorian. If we were just switching off and getting him as the protagonist every now and again... I would have been like, what the hell? Now, that's not to say you can't do a, like, a, I, I, I don't know how you feel about flashback episodes, but we couldn't do, like, a flashback episode, for instance. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think we need it for that show, but if they did do it, maybe they could make it work, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like, like again, if, if the story is there and needs to be told, sure, do it, but, like, 
you know, all of a sudden just like, ah, and here we are. Unless like they're doing a, you know, juxtaposition between like what's happening in the present and the past, unless that's just too gaudy and uh, is a gimmick and <laughs> doesn't work anymore. Well, back to your question. I'm, I've never seen this myself, but I believe Eric told me this about the J.J. Abrams show Felicity near the very end. I don't even think he said it was necessarily time travel. It just was some sort of weird contrivance that the main character was like put back into her body from the first season. And it was like suddenly like a sci-fi twist. And she was like, oh, no, what's going on? And she was like back at the start of the show. Okay, now I think he told me that <laughs> Felicity. How many seasons did that have? I think it was like four. I think. Okay, I'm talking long running series here. Like, hmm. uh, like, and the question is, was that the intent from the start? Yeah, I got no clue. That's yeah. But if you did just say J.J. Abrams, I wouldn't put it across him like with the whole mystery box idea. I'm like, um. I don't know. That one's a. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'll count that one. I mean, you you can if you want, but I'm like, I don't know, because like, this is the wells run dry. This is not like time travel. Let's mm. do that. Yeah. Well, or maybe that is what I just said. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but can can you think of any other examples? I think I'm mostly tapped. I mean, I guess there's one more that I can think of. Another movie franchise. I'll bring this up again at some point. I definitely want to bring this up with Sean, Eric, and Steve to see what they have to say because that's the whole idea is that you... And I also... Prob when I when I did write that, I've had series in mind, but I forgot to write them down. Or I didn't write them down and I thought of them, but I've probably forgotten them as of now. <laughs> so okay. maybe at one, at one point I'll like come back to this art. But yeah, this like this this statement can be you know said to many people and they can think of their respective series. Um... Oh, and Terminator doesn't count. Well, no, it's, it's well, that's a weird. Well, that's a weird one because of the like continuity not errors, but at least like trying to re reboot or at least um, redo yeah. each one. So I don't know if that counts. And in terms of a long running series, I I think Genesis was the fifth entry, and yeah, it does become a weird, different kind of time travel plot. That one also tried to reboot, but yeah, too, because it wasn't just going back in time it was going back in time and we're suddenly seeing the same character and history's changed and yeah no that i think that counts you know what i want i want a uh an ongoing comic series between that 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 has both divergent time periods of the genesis universe and then the dark fate universe because i don't know if we'll have another terminator <laughs> at some point but i want to see like where these like somebody writes an ongoing series maybe not the same like like you know, there's an ongoing comic series of both of them, and then at some point in the end, like they both merge, <laughs> and it's just like, what are you? What are you? It's like, oh, we're like, you know, uh, trying to reboot the series. It's like, oh, that's what we're doing as well. <laughs> oh no! And they cross over. It's like, what the hey? Oh, but you say uh, you don't know if another one's coming. Didn't you hear that James Cameron? Now that he had that big success, oh, he's gonna pump another one out. Okay, well, he says that, but yet we also found out that Disney pushed uh, his projects uh back a lot yeah because the writer strike yes maybe maybe he's not part of the writer's guild I, that's the thing though because wasn't his movies like three like at least for all intents and purposes and i let's just say like i trust the sources at least for all intents and purposes james cameron says like three is pretty much like post-production stuff that's all it is yeah i kind of wondered if maybe because i've again according to i think it was during our solo discussion that steve was mentioning that they're pretty strapped for money 
So maybe they were relying on the next few releases for them to have the money to complete the post-production for three. And so maybe they're like, okay, we don't have the money we need to see this project through. So let's sit on, wait until we can get this stuff. I don't Hence know. Hence the reason we have uh, Toy Story 5. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. It's another one coming. <laughs> yeah, there's another one coming. And... It might be good. 4 was great. 4 was quite good. Uh, just like... <sighs> I know you're disaffected. I but. well, just uh, just like putting that to like you know, could, could, if if my you know, scatterbrained uh, conspiracy theory mind is correct, if it is <laughs> what Steve said of like strap for money, to Toy Story Five, I wouldn't like. Well, then they'd also make a good, like Cars Four. Like, why not? Mm. Oh, but just to 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 start to wind this down, I, I'll say. Uh, Again, it's not a long-running series. It's a movie series that was on its third entry. And, you know, with movies, three movies in, that's been, like, probably, like, an eight-year span on average, I would think, for movies. So in that way, you know, it's kind of a long period of time. And most series, the third one is starts to be like, okay, we're getting a little bit too, too big here. It's time to move away from this. But Men in Black 3 did the time travel bit. They did so yep i forgot i i would have never thought of that you're absolutely right they did that yeah so i don't know if i can think of any other ones but that's that's what i got for now days of future past doesn't count because that was a comic storyline and that's like i don't know it's it kind of fits too it does fit but i'm like not putting comics on there because i mean the original one itself was not anything it was like an episode like it was just like a like a regular issue yeah and then like they forgot about that whole plot (laughs) until they really built it up and it was like oh this is the most important moment in x-men ever yeah like i i don't know if i mentioned star trek yet but i don't feel like we can fully count that either because time travel's been there since very early on as well (sighs) it's weird because although i guess the abrams one fits too i'm talking (laughs) about toss and next gen and everything pre abrams and everything like kurtzman stuff but if you want to add in that slight factor of it kind of rebooting i mean that is what that jj abrams 2009 one was a time travel plot that yeah changed for to, to set up a new future uh i mean I, yeah fair enough. i mean i i guess so to just re- i mean it, they didn't need to do that but like okay <sighs> Yeah, and that's what I've always said. I, I was like, they should have just rebooted. They shouldn't have rebooted in canon because then it created weird problems. Yeah, you can just like... I think people will be fine with that if you did it movie-wise because Star Trek's always been a TV series. So like, it's been a television series. So like, I think a lot of fans would have been okay with like, all right, this isn't like, you know, our Star Trek, but, you know, at least it's not in- inserting itself into canon. Yeah, like, you could have still had Leonard Nimoy come in and play a Vulcan, just not Spock. Yeah, and I do think I'm the odd man out. I think a lot of Star Wars or Star Trek fans love that movie, and they love the way that it it stays within continuity. Yeah, it, not not. For me, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, and like, and I'm yeah. very like, I I'm appreciative of Star Trek. I mean, I guess I'd say I'm a fan of Toss and 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 Next Gen and probably some of the other ones, but like. I'm not as devoted as everybody else's, but I didn't like those films. I love Beyond because yeah. it feels like an actual film. I didn't like 
into darkness for how like so much it was trying to be wrath of khan oh god see that that's when it starts to create problems why is khan suddenly a white man if it's it's the same continuity well maybe it's the flash rules maybe <laughs> time ripples <laughs> come on everybody knows why uh jj abrams was uncomfortable with having a person of color be the villain Oh, come on. Even though, again, this is probably unverified, but even though, apparently, like, TV Tropes claims that, like, people, like, Indian people like Khan, I'm like, or at least, you know, I was like, yeah, I like. Cumberbatch? Yeah, not, no, 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 like, um, um, oh, okay. Montalban. Mm. Not Montalban, excuse me. Sorry, the real Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's not Indian at all, but, like, they're just like, yeah, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's the guy who, you know, fought Kirk and, you know, pretty much was his equal, his rival. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, why can't we like this guy? It's like, yeah, I guess they make a point of the original Khan. Yeah, and that, that's how it was in the days before rampant representation. People would just take whatever they can get, even if they're played by the a different race. Like Charlie Chan Ugh. was loved at the, the time. And yeah, of course, now reviled. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm, I'm with you on like both sides. Like, yeah, it's definitely something that we we could. I, it would be interesting if we made another Charlie Chan movie one day. I would love it. Played by a Chinese guy, of course, but I would love to see that. But but I understand why they would avoid it. Um and it's difficult I I think for people in this modern day and age to really understand what that experience would have been back then. Just yeah, never really getting representation then even the stuff that you're getting if it's imperfect is still like, wow, there there's still a, a part of me represented on screen that I never get to see. That's yeah, that's so foreign to a lot of folks now with much more rampant representation to the point that they quibble about the imperfections of it. But back then it was just like, I'll accept whatever I can, can get. I will, uh, not say anything over that because it's not my, uh, it's not, there's nothing for me to say because I don't think I have any place in that argument. <laughs> well, I'll mention an example that, uh, me and, cause me and Sean got into a big discussion with this with Eric and we were talking about, uh, LGBT representation back in the day. That's an important one. And, and, uh, I said that I would always, you know, growing up when I would see these embarrassing gay stereotypes, and I was mentioning The Rock, because I just watched that, where we had this barber character. They never said he was gay, but he was the typical over-effeminate, kind of embarrassing stereotype that they used to give us. And I was like, that's that's what we used to get in the pre-woke days. They were just throwing characters like this in the 90s. And Sean brought up, I think it was Harvey Firestein. Do you know what that is? Please tell me that's supposed to be like a um, a spoof on Weinstein. I don't think so. I think that's his oh, okay. name. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Just uh, well, very similar name. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with Harvey Feinstein. Oh, Firestein, I think. Firestein, excuse me. Yeah, he's got a very distinct voice. He used to show up in the Disney movies. Um, he's in Independence Day. I think he played... Uh... Oh, who did he play may have been i don't know either way he popped up a ton of those old disney movies um and he said uh as a gay man in the, in the 70s looking for representation he didn't care he'd be like give me the the gay stereotypes give me i, I like the sissy he said because at least that's a piece of me you know represented on screen that's something that i and that's i think that's so sad to be in that position but but I, is it fair to say it's sad because you know at least gave those people something at the time yeah i Again, I feel uncomfortable. Like I, I don't feel like I'm. I feel like I'm walking on a 
uh, plane of nails, and some of the nails are going down and up. So I'm gonna like <laughs> eventually get a nail through my foot because it's like, I mean, I gotta obviously say something. I have to have an opinion over this, but it's just like I am not a gay guy. Uh, sure, I can find some guys attractive, but I wouldn't like immediately say I'm gay. Um, so it's like I, I don't want to empathize, nor I can sympathize with you know any person in that like situation. But like I, I can like. How do, how do I like approach this man? Like, what can I say of like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that also seems a bit like facetious. I'm sorry. Yeah. And of course, representation now is, is improved dramatically. So, you know, it's there, there was a clear turnaround, but it just took a long time. Oh, who was it? Um, uh, who, one of the, I think it was one of the, uh, the characters in, um, what was that Robert or Robert uh, the, uh, Alfred Hitchcock film? Um, mm. Is it Rope? No, uh, d- Dinner? No, whatever the one between the two guys. Uh, rope. Yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of that one. Rope. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, one of the actors. I think he was in. Uh, I think it was one. I think it was him. One of the one of the two leads. He was on an episode of Perry Mason, and oh boy, like he he made the he made the character stand out for me because he was like he had this like personality this charm this like tone of his voice like you just tell that he was a different kind of person like he was there like his character was just a different kind of character than everybody else around him uh especially in like the the, the 60s or the 50s when that was that was shot it was i i love that character a lot like on like it was so memorable and and like the character may not have been gay but just like the fact that he was I don't know, just like had a different personality than everybody else around him. I was like, oh, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, would you say he felt a little like coded gay? Oh, I think he probably was coded gay, but I still think the character is memorable. But mm. I, yeah, hopefully I'm not uh, crossing any lines here or like stepping on eggshells by saying yeah, this. And back in that time when that stuff was like literally unacceptable. Like, yes, you're not, you're not going to put that on TV, or even in the films. Yeah, they they had to do that kind of coding, and that was how they they hid their representation. Like rope, it's definitely all about you know these these are two gay dudes, and they're committing their their crime. That's kind of the murder. Is these two guys? And in a way, rope is a little bit. It's it it maybe has a more negative homosexual uh, commentary now. Cause it's like, yeah, these two guys coming together to do their do their thing in private, and their thing in that is murder, and they're both so exhilarated by doing it, and one of them's more nervous about, like, oh no, maybe we shouldn't do things that aren't accepted by society, and yeah, there, there's there's definitely an interesting commentary there that I would like to discuss one day, but yeah, it's uh, it's quite a complicated idea, and cannot yeah. be discussed literally, like you know, with what between the both of us uh, here and now at least, because we got to prepare yeah. ourselves for that, but. But yeah, and, and I was mentioning to Eric in that conversation as well, growing up as a kid, I always knew I was bi. And there was, the first time I ever saw bi representation on screen was in Doctor Who, the the new series. This character, uh, Captain Jack Harkness. That was, that, I, that was like 2005, six when I would have seen that. And you know, that, that was, uh, there was nothing before that. And, and even still... I feel like it's less common to see that than uh, just straightforward, either gay or, or lesbian. I feel like bi-representation is still a little bit lagging. 
but, but not no nowhere near as bad as it used to be but but i just want to comment that but uh yeah i mean i don't this is weird maybe i like just don't have all my my ideas to to like you know argue for but i don't know if i'd ever Do I want to see like an autistic protagonist or something like that? I don't, I don't know. Like, I never feel like I need to see one. I mean, I don't hate my autism, if that makes sense. But at the same time, I wouldn't want anybody else to have it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like this, this is a little different though. Cause like, it's a, whole thing with my brain pattern my brain chemistry that like makes me different from what is presumed normal right so like i just have to deal with and live with it right so i i'm used to it, but at the same time i wouldn't want to have it i guess i don't know like but i can't do anything about it, right does this make sense or is, is it weird uh it makes sense yeah but yeah it's hard to uh it, it is not because of media that is telling me that I shouldn't be autistic. It is just me, myself, having experienced it. I don't like having it. Yeah, and I we didn't, I don't think we ever discussed this, but I know that when this Barry Allen Flash was uh, debuted, there was a lot of discussion whether people thought that he, uh, that character was coded as being on the spectrum. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but... Uh, do you mean... Do you mean Ezra Miller or their, yeah, their that, version of him? Their, their Flash, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, that's a whole other thing of like people projecting, saying, "Oh, he's autistic." Just like, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's true. And I'm always for the whole. I guess I could say this freely. It's like d never self-diagnose because that's like you're you're totally biased. Like, get somebody else who's unbiased to do it for you, uh, and. Maybe leave the experts to do it instead, because, like... Yeah. I, I got the sense that people who were saying that were people looking for representation, and they were putting that onto that, that Barry Allen. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but... Fair enough. It's been a while since that uh, that movie came out, whenever when he debuted. Yeah. Is that, like, 2016? 2017. I mean, he was in cameras in BVS, yeah, you're but, right. like... Yeah, it came out in 2017. Jinx. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not. I, I I feel like there'd be different responses to what I just said, and people will yeah. obviously have different opinions of that. Again, I'm not. I'm talking about myself. I am literally not talking about anybody else here because I think everybody else has different um opinions about like if they're autistic or not. And it's like, yeah. Again, I I don't hate it. I don't like live every day wanting to kill myself because of it but it's just like yeah but i wouldn't want it <laughs> right you know i feel like i'm the one walking on those uh what'd you say it was <laughs> i know it's i'm sorry i don't i don't want to put like yeah and eggshells are on on nails yeah. <laughs> on uh on beds of nails but <laughs> nails are like retracting uh and retracting so like i are attracted to so like yeah i'm, I'm sorry I, I i mean i feel like i'm offending people but it's like but i'm also talking about but, but it's not again yeah, it's, your, your your own personal experience yeah this is all from myself not from media telling me what's what like it's awful that like so many people are still mis uh misinformed about how different people on the spectrum operate uh yeah. it's horrible and vile but 
It's because uh, society's so desperate to put people in boxes. Oh, you align with this group? You must feel the exact same way as the rest of people in that group. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's definitely not how, how things work, so... Yeah, again, I'm, it's not it's, it's not a disease, don't worry, but it literally is just like a difference in brain patterns and chemistry, so... Blood's the same as everybody else, that's fine, it's just how my brain operates. That's so like, yeah, I wouldn't want it. <laughs> hmm. But there, there you go, Isaac in the other multiverse where he doesn't have autism, how different is he from this one? Oh, that's interesting. Now this podcast is going to the time travel in the multiverse, oh no. Yeah, I'm sorry, people. If that was uncomfortable, I, I apologize. Yeah, you know we're yeah we're talking on we're touching on some more serious subjects here. So if you're into that, or if you're not, you know, yeah, there's plenty of other podcasts for that we put out to listen to. And if you cancel me and say you should be proud of your autism, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, nobody's canceling around here. But... Yeah, that's that's fair. We were canceled to begin with. <laughs> no, we weren't canceled at all, but. <laughs> Well, I guess just to cancel us. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, that's fair. There was one thing I wanted to mention. This I thought this was was quite funny. Just one more thing. So I've I've just finished up going through all the Roger Moore uh, films, and during my big James Bond watch through that I've been doing for the past few months, I've also been checking out some of the the parodies and the ripoffs from the, the '60s. And one of the ones that I watched was called Carry On Spying, an entry from the uh, the infamous carry-on films i think there was like 23 of them uh british comedies uh usually quite ludicrous um and this one partway through it all the, the spies they were in uh i think it was casablanca and one of them was trying to hide and they laid on this this bed of uh nails and some guy came running over he's like hey what are you doing get off my bed and it's supposed to be like ha 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 i guess the guys in india you know the they do that so I was like, okay, you know, there's that joke there. Lots of uh, humor that might not be acceptable today in that, that yeah. film. Like, that could work as a visual gag, but if it's, like, if it's done as a stereotype or, like, um, what is it, enforcing a stereotype, yeah, then maybe it doesn't work. And then in the Roger Moore film uh, Octopussy, they did the exact same gag. <laughs> it's the exact I, oh I was my. shocked. Oh boy. I was like, was this a reference to that carry-on film? Except this time, I think Roger Moore threw a villain onto the bed and killed him. And then a man came over. He's like, what are you doing? Get off my bed. I was just like, wow, I just saw this two weeks ago in that oh carry-on film. Oh, <laughs> my. Um, was that in the book? No, Octopus. No, nothing nothing like that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all those movies are so far away from the books. Yeah, there's, there's next to no connection. No, of course not. Hey, I just had to ask. Yeah, fair enough. But that's all I got. I just wanted to, to mention that oddity. That's fair. No, that's fair. All right. Bar's closed, everybody. You can't stay here. You, you you can go where you want, but you can't stay here. Yep, we got a bed of nails outside. You know, go sleep out there on that. Hey, that's that's like that's that's for like that's that's my bed. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But yeah, I've enjoyed talking with you, Isaac, as I always do. And thanks for the, uh, thanks for paying for the drinks tonight. Put on uh, your pay. Well, we own this place. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Put on the, the mortgage tab. Oh great! We already have like three mortgages we have to pay for. I thought it was only two. Uh, yeah, about that. Oh no.
I've got something that, it, but it wouldn't be part of the speakeasy. It'd be after. Oh, after. Interesting. Oh, for you and I to talk about. Okay, no, that's fair. Yeah, like production stuff. Yeah, production stuff. That makes sense. Uh oh, we're we're we got a budget problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bar, you know. Oh, this sucks. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting cut. Oh, great. All right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make some. Yeah, some future endeavors for the WWE talk. Ah, oh, dang! I forgot. I forgot about that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> missed opportunities. Um, 